the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And long shots, sometimes they hit, don't they, Lundy? You want to give a shout out here at the top of the pod to a certain special Canadian that if you tailed him, won you a whole boatload of cash. Hey, we have told you on this pod that you need to be following our man. We have told you on Twitter you need to be following our man, and that is Pat Mayo. You find him on Twitter at the PME, as in the Pat Mayo experience. Um, prior to the Northern Trust Golf Tournament, which had you know the, the, the tropical storm, all the weather was really crazy this weekend, he threw out that one of his picks to win it all, I think he had four different guys he went with, but one of his picks to win the whole tournament was, in fact, Tony Finau, who won it in a playoff last night. When Pat put it out there, it was at 60-1. to 1. When I jumped on it, it was at 55-1. to 1. So that was a nice ticket to cash last night, courtesy of our friend Pat Mayo. So we know Brad and I tend to focus on the big dog sports here on the podcast. But if you are somebody that likes to bet on golf, and I do like to bet on golf, Make sure you are following Pat because not every swing is a home run, but last night that was a grand slam, baby. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, round in the bases and adding some round numbers, some fat ones to your bank account as well. Hat tip to Mr. Mayo. And a hat tip as well to Jameis Winston last night, who I think even though Sean Payton has not come out and rubber stamped it, uh, he sewed up the starting gig. I mean, he had a couple of bombs to Marquez Callaway, who, by the way, his fantasy stock is skyrocketing right now. So, Lundy, I'm going to give you a choose-your-own-adventure of some of the murky remaining quarterback battles, and you tell me where you would stack your chips on the most. Uh, In New England, uh, Mac Jones is plus 225 to start for New England in its opener. Uh, Trey Lance at plus 300 for the San Francisco 49ers to do the same. Teddy Bridgewater at plus 130. And a couple other tidbits here. Uh, Andy Dalton, sadly and predictably, uh, has been named the starter more or less by Matt Nagy against the Los Angeles Rams. So he is on like a two-centimeter leash in my estimation. So way to go, Nagy. Way to screw this thing up. Sitting Justin Fields for an undeterminable amount of time. But uh, to give you a little bit more insight of what's going on in New England, Mike Giraldi, who works the football network, says this. Per sources, there is a level of frustration internally with the Cam Newton situation. One important member of the organization believes this has opened a window of opportunity for rookie Mac Jones. The team practices today and then with the New York Giants tomorrow before Newton can return. So again... Choose your own adventure here. Mac Jones, plus 225 to start week one. Trey Lance, plus 300 to start week one. Teddy Bridgewater, plus 130. What's the best bet in your estimation? I think the best bet right now is Mac Jones, and I think it's because of all the 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 off-the-field crap with Cam Newton. So, um, to me, if I'm getting the plus 225, and I think regardless of play on the field, there are other factors uh, in consideration here, I, I think that's the good one to go to to go with but you could talk me into Trey Lance as well Um, I I think that is an unpredictable situation right now and I think it could be one of those that they just throw their hands in the air and go ah screw it let Lance do it Um, and and that's how they start the season but with everything going on with Cam Newton and the fact that we've still got you know you know two and a half weeks Brad to go uh, where even more insanity can happen with some of these teams I kind of like the Mac Jones play yes I do I like Mac Jones as well well, at plus 225, although Teddy Bridgewater, man, uh, I still think he's going to win that. I was a bit uh, shocked 
to see that he was plus 130 uh, to get the starting gift for the Denver Broncos with Drew Locke, the heavy favorite, at minus 190. Yeah, we'll see how Denver it Broncos out. Twitter is losing their ever-loving minds in Colorado right now, Brad. It is a back-and-forth. You would think we are arguing over the biggest political issues in the history of this country with the way people are at each other's throats in Denver over who the starter should be. Oh, my goodness. Everybody, just, like, relax, maybe smoke some of Colorado's finest. Chill out, y'all. You're getting a little out of control. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, let's go ahead and get to it right now here on this Taco Tuesday with another spicy edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's go ahead and dive in here on A.J. Brown, uh, a player that is dealing with a couple of rickety knees. And according to local reports, uh, he's not going to see him the rest of the preseason dealing with those knee issues. And that raises a red flag. Um, you look at the player prop available right now, a points bet, minus 115 on the under, and that's where I'm siding, on 1,200.5 receiving yards. Yeah, I got Julio Jones there in the mix, but this is still going to be a run, early run, heavy offense uh, with the new coaching staff, though Mike Vrabel, who's in COVID protocol right now, hopefully he's going to be able to return the field pretty soon. But Arthur Smith, uh, who was commanding this offense, of course, is now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. So, you know, there's an expectation there could be some more balance here. Uh, but you look at A.J. Brown, a player last season, just 14 games, 70 catches, 1,073 yards and 11 touchdowns. Uh, a, a really spectacular year for him. He was number 11 in total yak, again, despite missing a couple of games. Number 10 in yards per target at 10.1. Number 12 in the air yards share. And uh, you look at the prognosticators out there, fantasy football today, 1,156. Michael Clay of ESPN over on this at 1,285. But Jeff Ratcliffe of the rant here, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network, 1,185. Man, I I worry about this knee issue flaring up. Remember, he had two knees that were surgically repaired, minor procedures during the offseason here, Lundy, but I don't see him getting a 1,200.5, man. I'm just not buying it. Maybe 1,150, maybe 1,175, but this is a little bit too rich for my blood. So fade or follow, A.J. Brown, under 1,200.5 receiving yards. Yes, but is it an arthritic knee, Brad? That's the real question. Because <laughs> no, if that were we the don't case, want an arthritic knee. Because if that were the case, then uh, we would we'd take the, we'd go way way under. Uh, I'm going to follow on this one because I do think this is a little bit too rich for me. I think this is a little bit too high of a number on a team that does like to run the ball. Julio is there, obviously. AJ Brown's going to get yards and a lot of them, um, but. I think it is going to wind up being closer to that 1100, 1125 number by the time it's done. And again, I get a little nervous when we start talking about major body parts like knees on a wide receiver. It's like the same thing we talk about with the dreaded high ankle sprain. Anytime we're going down that path with somebody that that is required to be able to make some cuts, that needs to be able to jump, needs to be able to move against those corners, uh, to me that makes me a little bit nervous. And I think for that reason, the potential of maybe uh, some limited action in a game or two over the course of the season, let's tuck him underneath 1,200. Yeah, down on Brown. Well, I ain't down for 1,200.5 receiving yards. Number four. All right, let's go to the Jacksonville dumpster fire, and it continues to add gasoline cans uh, to the blaze right now. It's really just a you know out of control inferno. It seems like uh, they look terrible once again. Uh, the first string offense playing the entire first half, and Travis Etienne uh, out with what is feared to be a Liz Franck sprain. We do not know how long and how much time he is going to miss. 
uh, but likely substantial. And that's an injury that could linger. And with a rookie being behind the eight ball already, just uh, from the learning curve, uh, it is a dim outlook for him. Uh, James Robinson, we found there is still a book, and it's Caesars, that has his rush yards prop available at 650.5. Hammer the over on that. That's where I'm at on that. And Lundy adding to the mix here, uh, Jacksonville over or under 6.5 wins this season. I'm firmly under on this. Uh, the Jacksonville offensive line, uh, though they didn't have a couple of starters last night, very much a work in progress, uh, quite leaky overall. And I know they have a top uh, 15 overall strength of schedule in terms of ease, but this team has got major flaws, not only uh, defensively, which uh, was glaring last night, particularly down the field, but offensively as well. So the six and a half wins, I don't think they're going to even get remotely close. I think it's four or five, and they're 20 to one to be the last winless team in the NFL. And I know everybody's looking at that game against Houston week one on the road, but the Texans could win that thing. And then Jacksonville, you know, rounds it out with Denver, Arizona, at Cincinnati. Maybe they could win that game. Tennessee, Miami, at Seattle, Buffalo, at Indy, San Francisco. It's going to be an eternity if they do not win week one for this team to score its first victory of the season, which means... Urban Meyer exit stage left in short order. So uh, give me your thoughts on James Robinson over 650.5 rush yards at Caesars and the under on six and a half wins minus 110. Pull that, by the way, at DraftKings on Jacksonville team wins. Yeah, I'll take the under on the wins. I'll take the over on the Robinson. I, I have a feeling, Brad, that when it comes to uh, the negativity, we've said before, give me all the tickets on the Texans uh, with the negativity. I think Jacksonville is quickly uh, jumping in that canoe with them uh, with a lot of holes in it, um, kind of out of control, careening towards uh, the waterfall uh, is what I'm expecting out of both of these teams. So, uh, yeah, I will take I, I without Etienne, with that injury. Yes, the fact that Caesar still has it posted and, and maybe by the time you all listen to this today it could be pulled down because uh, it is pulled down on several books but he is still James Robinson's rushing prop is still up at Caesars but give me the under on the Jacksonville wins Trevor Lawrence I, I mean I could do a whole pod talking about how I feel this guy is going to ultimately get there but right now he is in a world of suck because of what's surrounding him yeah no doubt it is a vortex of suck and it's going to drag everybody down in Duval County Number three. All right, marching on. Let's uh, pull up today's subject matter of the Twitter poll, and it is a matchup bet. And these are available right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. Just, uh, you know, unearth these, and they're fascinating uh, across the board. Some head-to-head ones in all the major categories on player props, whether it's passing yards, passing touchdowns, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, or this one, which is rush yards. And the matchup here, again, the subject of today's Twitter poll, vote right now at Noisy Huevos and drop in your comments. I reveal today's uh, results of that poll along with your two cents at the end of the pod. But uh, DraftKings, again, who will have? More rush yards this season. DeAndre Swift at minus 160, Lundy, or Mike Davis at plus 120. And I'm going to get seduced by the juice, and I'm going to go with a guy uh, that has guaranteed volume, at least in my eyes, at Mike Davis of the Atlanta Falcons. 
I mean, are you really worried about Kadri Allison? Or are you worried about Javion Hawkins? I mean, it's a bunch of rubbish behind him right now, and he is uh, locked and loaded into a hefty workload. A guy who filled the enormous shoes of Christian McCaffrey serviceably last season, 2.96 yak per attempt, uh, force a missed tackle 26.1% of the time, number 26 in yards created per touch, uh, you know, appreciable in that category. He had 642 rush yards and 14 games for the Panthers last season. I understand that uh, Atlanta may be scoreboard chasing, but so is Detroit. And DeAndre Swift has Jamal Williams to contend with. Now, to use some of the predictors out there and what they have measurements-wise, Mike Clay has got Swift for 786. And listen to this. Mike Davis for 787. Yeah, $1, Bob. Uh, nice, nicely played there, Clay. Uh, Jeff Ratcliffe's got uh, Swift for 705 and Davis at 866, which I think – is uh, probably the more accurate prediction in fantasy football today at 815 for Swift, 855 for Davis. So a plus 120, man, and knowing there are not a whole lot of roadblocks here for Davis, I like this one quite a bit. Fade or follow. I'm a big fan of this one. I didn't realize they had some of these head-to-heads posted up on DraftKings, Brad, and I know what I'm going to be doing for the next hour or so when you and I are done recording. I'm going to go find some of these uh, head-to-heads. I'm I'm a believer in what Davis can do. I, I think that we saw it. We saw the eye test last season when he uh, had to come in for Christian McCaffrey. So to me, I've seen this guy be able to do it, and if I can take this head-to-head and get it at plus odds, oh, hells to the yeah. Amen, brother. With that, uh, stick around. We got Major League Baseball top plays today. And, of course, bonus time. Number two. All right, let's go ahead and get to the diamond, and let's uh, talk about a pitcher prop that I'm digging in on. And again, I'm going to get uh, enveloped and seduced by that juice. It's Tyler Molly of the Cincinnati Reds, over under 6.5 Ks against the Milwaukee Brewers on the road. I'm taking the over, plus 110. Uh, this one available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you look at Molly, 12, 6, and 8. Uh, those are the strikeouts he has posted against the Brew Crew this season. So he's gone over in two or three starts. He's been over in 13 of 25. So that's probably why this is priced by the juice accordingly. Uh, you look at the second half ERA, uh, laudable, 4.02 for Molly. And on the road, a very different pitcher. A lot of Jekyll and Hyde here with him. Molly at home, a 6.00 ERA, but on the road, 1.86. Yes, the Brewer has the second lowest strikeout rate of any major league team over the last 30 days. But at 6.5 Ks, knowing the success he's had against his franchise this season, I think it could be a lucky 7 on the board. So, fade or follow, my over 6.5 strikeouts, Tyler Molly, plus 110 against the Brewers, available at DraftKings. Getting into late August, Brad, I like this because you know that some of these pitchers, you know, barring that there have been any trades, have seen these teams multiple times. And so I, I, you know, I know that there are folks that will argue that that can benefit the team that is swinging the lumber. In this case, I think it actually benefits Molly. So I'm going to take him. I think you're right. I think it's going to be seven on the nose. I always get a little bit nervous with pitchers on the road. But again, he's seen them. He's had success against them, including on the road with the six K's back at the beginning of July in Milwaukee. So I'll take him to get to the magic number seven and cash the ticket yeah amen molly for all the monies 
Number one. All right, let's move on to my top play of the day in Major League Baseball. How about the Bravos, the Atlanta Braves? I'm going to take the over four and a half runs against the New York Yankees visiting there in North Georgia. A little bit juiced up, but not terribly so. Not enough to scare me away. Minus 130. Pull this one at Bet MGM. You look at the Braves, 767 home OPS this season. And a team um, that, yeah, they lost 5-1 to one in the opener. But Andrew Heaney is on the mound for the Yanks. And a guy who has struggled and struggled mildly over the second half and on the road. 5.70 road ERA, splitting his time between the Yankees and the Angels. 5.77 ERA over the second half of the Major League season. And he's allowed at least four earned runs in three of his last four games. So, uh, the Braves, I, I think they're going to you know, blast the Southpaw, and I think they're going to be piling up the runs in this one. So, Lundy, fair follow the ATL, keeping it hot over four and a half runs against the visiting Yanks. I love it when one of your fade fives correlates into a whole bunch of bonus oh, yes. time. Uh, so, I like this one a lot. Give me Atlanta to get up over four and a half runs. They can do that against Heaney. He's, as you said, struggling in the second half of the season. Um, this could be a high-scoring affair. So, yeah, give me the uh, Braves and Yankees to touch the plate quite a few times, especially the Braves. I'm, I'm all over this one. All right, let's go ahead and roll out some bonus time. Lundy, what else you got for me? Uh, well, yesterday's bonus time, except for obviously the, the late scoring by Jacksonville helped Jacksonville cover, but obviously screwed us on the under. So that little two-legger yesterday wasn't very good. But our other two-legger, uh, everything looking pretty good in bonus time yesterday. Let's try this one. Ozzy Albies. All right. I love this guy. But this is right now the equivalent of walking past the roulette wheel in Vegas and seeing that it's hit red like five times in a row and deciding to put some money um, on uh, on black. And that is because... I'm going with him to score an RBI at plus 140. Brad, he's gone four straight games without an RBI, and he's only got three hits over those. Eventually, dude's bats got to come back to life, right? Okay, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm Again, I know I'm kind of playing the roulette wheel game, but I'm going to go with Albies to get me an RBI at plus 140. I'm going to take a two-legger on the money line, give me Tampa as well as the Angels, both on the money line. That's a plus 224. And Brad, speaking of team totals, how about we go to the south side? The White yeah. Sox team total plus three and a half. That's all I need is four runs. Now, it has been juiced up even more so than your Atlanta. It's been juiced to minus 140. I think it is worth that juice. I'm taking the White Sox to go over the three and a half team total. But, Brad, if you want to correlate that with your Atlanta and put both of those together, ooh, plus 203. Ooh, daddy like. Big fan of that one. All right, adding to that, I got a two-legger as well. Give me JT Brubaker on the over four and a half strikeouts against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona has the third highest K rate over the last 30 days of any team in Major League Baseball. And Brubaker's been over four and a half punch outs in 15 to 22 starts this season. And I'm going to slap that together with the, the uh, Chicago Cubs just to win on the money line. Plus 280. If both those things occur, I mean, the Rockies, all you got to do is fade them on the road. 14 and 46 this season. I know Herman Marquez has got a, you know, a quite, uh, you know, laudable, you could say. I guess that's the uh, the word of the day here on the pod. 3.70 road ERA, but his ERA over the second half of the season, a wretched 5.19. So I'd like that one quite a bit. Uh, and then just for S's and G's, Trey Mancini gets a ribby because going up against Dylan Bundy is usually highly profitable. Give it a six plus ERA. So at plus 160 at DraftKings, I say he knocks in a run. 
and breaks out of his recent funk. All right, let's go ahead and get to today's Twitter poll results. Again, this is one of those matchup bets available at DraftKings. Who will have the most rush yards this season between Mike Davis and DeAndre Swift? We had 402, actually now up to 407 votes cast. And Mike Davis at plus 120, barely leading the duo here at 50.9% compared to 49.1%. For DeAndre Swift, people, I guess, willing to pay that minus 160 juice. Larry Schulman says, having Swift in a dynasty lead didn't make me bias at all. Nope, not one bit. Uh, Nick Elena says, touches, touches, and more touches advantage Mike Davis. And Phil Radishi says, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not going to tie up my NFL money for season-long action at minus 160. So uh, maybe if it was minus 110 or a plus odds, it would have been a little bit different story there uh, for him siding with maybe DeAndre Swift there in the end. All right, uh, that is a wrap on today's edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lenny on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Cuevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, feed or follow, that is up to you. Feed the Noise.